we have choice. Like we can be self-aware, we can change, we can, even if a change is really hard for us and it takes us like 20 attempts at figuring it out, we can get there. I always think we can get there. So definitely. Let's dig through the mud together. We're so glad you're here. Join us here each week for Mudlark. But da 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 da. Welcome to Mudlark. I'm your host, Danny Boltz, and I started this podcast because I believe that our stories are what connect us, especially the darker, more challenging parts of them. The times in my life where I felt the most deeply connected and okay are within those moments of truth speaking and ruthless vulnerability with another person. Here we talk about topics surrounding inner child, addiction, friendship love, sex, creativity, connection, community. Really, this is the place where we talk about all the things, especially the things that are sometimes just simply hard to talk about. I'm not here to bring you big names, you guys. I'm here to bring you big topics. And now it's time for us to dig through the mud together. Let's go. Hi, you guys. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to share today's conversation with you. I am talking with Courtney Santoro. She is one of my really good friends and an intuitive astrologer. Today we go super deep. We talk about north nodes, south nodes, sun, moon, all of these things. If you have no idea what those mean, you are in the right place. And she talks so candidly about her experience of being someone in her early 30s and just going through a hard time and I'm just so grateful for her authenticity and how she just fucking showed up so clearly herself. Can't wait to share her with you. So maybe we should just do that. All right, let's go into the show. I will see you on the other side. I know. You're like, you remind me right now. I I told you how, like, I look at that picture of you as, like, a little girl probably way too often. But, like, all I see right now are, like, your eyes. And so it reminds me of that picture. This feels like when you get on a roller coaster and it's, like, climbing up. I know. know? And I'm like, oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't get off. I'm stuck. How was your morning? Um, It was okay. Yeah. Was it funk? Yeah. Funk how? Just in my head. In your head. I feel like the government's coming after me. <laughs> and I'm, this relationship is not what I think it is. And Yeah. Just so much stuff. Yeah. So much shame. Yeah. Yeah. You are my poorest, soft, tender girl. Yeah. And it's a good place to be. It's a good place to step into really any moment of trying to connect with someone I feel like I'm even me and I'm emotional and messy most often but like when I go into a situation I like kind of put my my strong face on and it's easier for me to be like I'm fine like I'm do that (laughs) (laughs) or with you yeah yeah but 
in the intro of the podcast, I, I say, like, I believe that our stories are what connect us. So starting out, it's nice to just hear like about who you are a little bit Mm -hmm. and just to paint the picture of who you are, but also like about your upbringing a little and Mm -hmm. just kind of going into that. So can you share a little bit about you? Of course. Um, so I grew up in Oregon and Beaverton and, um, I'm the youngest of three. I have an older brother and an older sister. And my parents are (laughs) still together, but they don't exactly have the type of relationship that I want or that I, like, look to as, like, healthy or Mm -hmm. an example of, like... Goals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And my mom came from a family. She has eight brothers. My dad has three brothers. They both came from, like, very masculine, like, boy-heavy families, you know? Mm. Neither of them have sisters. Um, And I just think that obviously influenced their life. And, um, yeah, it's, like, the generational... I don't Mm. know why I'm already talking about generational stuff, but that just always comes up to me or for me when I think about my family is um, me and my siblings definitely are dealing with generational stuff that's been passed through time, you know? Right. I think both of my parents grew up with just, like, that feeling of being hard on themselves, and their parents had that, too, and so we have that. and Right, and you're, you're trying to break that. Yeah. Yeah. And it ain't easy. It's not easy. <laughs> no. Do you and your siblings talk about this openly? Yeah. Now we do. Yeah. We just recently, like in the last couple years, I feel like because I'm t- like really keen into it. Yeah. And then um, my brother just went through like a divorce. So he got like cracked open and yeah. my sister has been dealing with more shit and just the way like me opening up about like how stuff from childhood has affected me. Like mm-hmm. I think we are all just starting to see yeah it all and I, how it comes out and I bet there's like this feeling of okay I'm less alone and like being a witness to all of this but there's also probably some fear because you're like fuck it's true yeah it is bad it is hard or it's not perfect and yeah yeah and it feels just heavy sometimes and daunting and like it's hard to yeah. look at like families or like people that just seem like relationships come easy and like yeah. all of that and just be like I never just had a fair chance or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um I I know what you're saying of just that feeling of like am I going to be able to make it? (laughs) Why is it so easy for other people? Yeah. I don't think it is though. I, I think it's, there's some people that are like, yeah, maybe they were modeled in relationship that a good relationship. So maybe stepping into that is a little easier, but were they modeled like how to manage their money properly? Like there's always a thing. So what you, what's super hard and, shitty for you might not be the same for someone else but they're still shitty and hard stuff oh yeah and I think you know I've always been pretty self-aware and I'm Mm -hmm. like a major Virgo um have so much of that in my chart and I think I'm just so like hard on myself already was gonna be there 
from family stuff, but times like 10, you know? Right. Like I have it worse than I feel like my siblings do. Well, I don't know if that's true, actually. I think we're all pretty hard on ourselves, but yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it just comes from that lens. And then I look at other people and I just automatically assume that everything that you're more messed up than they yeah, are. Yeah. And that they just know how to like exist have a job and <laughs> <laughs> make money and like everything. No, no, yeah. I get it. I mean, it just, that's how I've always felt with like money and work. I'm like, how the hell are they able to like work for somebody? <laughs> and like, how are yeah. they able to do that and not, um, like get fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause I've always really struggled as an employee because I'm, I'm such an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that's just like in my bones to work for myself. So I've always struggled in that. So I'm like, what's wrong with me? But it's not something that's wrong. Yeah. It's just part of who we are and we can, I don't yeah. know, learn from those hard things. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah, it just brings up so many questions, especially with work stuff, because mm-hmm. just working at places that I didn't like or that didn't feel right for me. Yeah. I'm just like, how do other people stay here so long? Like, do they just compartmentalize? And right. Um, and I think they do. Some people, yeah, if it's not like what they love, because people that I've talked to about stuff when I've struggled with work and stuff, they're always just like, you know, job's a job. Like, you're not supposed to love your work. And right. So, yeah, I, I don't like I always have to keep that in mind when I think of the stuff that I'm being hard on myself for is like, I think I'm a little bit like. I also have standards and like I see uh, things and people that I admire and like yeah. I I also do think like why not me like I'm not here to just settle right um I do feel like called to always grow and do the best I can so yeah when I see examples of people that love their work then automatically I'm just like I can't settle right like, I can't do it it just yeah. feels wrong yeah because you hold that standard for yourself yeah and I've seen that it's possible yeah you're like, you can't unsee that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, and I know what you mean. There's so many people who are like, you don't have to like your job as long as it like supports the lifestyle mm-hmm. that you want. Um, and I think just getting really clear on like, what does a perfect day look like for me? And I mean, I've, I've been that person in dream world. Well, I'm like, well, I'm going to make that happen tomorrow. And I really struggled having that standard for myself because I struggled so much. Like I was like, I can't just turn this into this amazingly financially abundant career in like 24 hours. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, Danny, yeah. that doesn't work. Um, but I think we can keep the standard, but also give ourselves grace and patience and just the time. Definitely. And yeah, like there's also so many example, examples of people that have like worked in some job that's not maybe their dream job or ideal situation mm-hmm. for so like many years and yeah. they learn so much from it and then they can apply it to like other things that they do. And yeah. so I'm definitely not also saying that you have to love your job or that right. it has to be like your dream job tomorrow. Yeah. I think it's all a process and yeah, but just also knowing that you don't have to settle or yeah. I don't know. So to go back a little bit, um, I really want to talk to you about astrology mm-hmm. today because you're an astrologer mm-hmm. and you're growing this awesome astrology business mm-hmm. on the side. And I want to hear kind of like what brought you to that or what brought that to you mm-hmm. and like what was like, where were you at in your life at the time that it came in? And yeah. if you could just give a little info about that. Yep. That's 
fun to talk about. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yes, let's talk astrology. I like that. Um, I won't cry when I talk about this. Um, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll but see. <laughs> very sensitive today. Um, and I'm a Cancer rising, so. Yeah. But, juicy mama. <laughs> so the year after college, so when I was like 22, I lived in Spain for a year. Mm-hmm. And astrology is one of those things that came to me. Like I did not seek it out or like force anything with that. It was just like in my face. Um, I met my one of my best friends in Spain. She's from Connecticut. And she had this book called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. It's oh, like there this you go. big purple book. <laughs> And I didn't really have that many books in Spain that year that were in English. Like I read like a couple on my way there. And then so I just dove into that book and like obviously read all the Virgo stuff first because that's I knew that was my sun sign. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yep, I've always felt it was so accurate for me. And um, but I had only ever read like those like just very tiny little blurbs and like magazines Mm -hmm. or whatever else. So. Um, but then the book had things about moon signs and Mar and your Mer- your Mercury and your Mars and your Venus and all of that. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. So when I read my moon and my moon's also in Virgo, which my moon and Mars are in Virgo, my IC it's called is in Virgo. So I have a lot of Virgo placements and I think that's why my sun sign always felt so right to me. Like I right. never questioned that. Because it also lives in so many other like aspects of your chart. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so learning about all my other placements was just like mind blowing. And I was like, they're all spot on. (laughs) And like, obviously with astrology, you like not, if you read, if you're reading in a book or online or whatever, you do have to take it. Like you have to take it energetically. Like you don't say, okay, everything that it says about my Mars sign is true. Right. It's a blend of energies. So you have to kind of use your intuition with that and be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's my Mars. But then I also have a cancer rising. So like that plays into it. And so it's just like this big blend of energies. And I understood that like right from the get go. And I just, it just made so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, I bet there was like that feeling of validation too. You're like, holy shit. Like, oh, this yeah. is why I am the way I am. And the way yeah. I- that's one of the main things about astrology is it's just so validating. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's just, yeah, it's like, it's like you can, uh, like a therapy session just for yourself, just learning some of that stuff. Yeah. You just feel so validated and understood. And, right. Um, and then it helps you understand other people and like really, really accept them. Like I read all of my family, like my immediate family's signs mm-hmm. as much as I could without knowing like my parents' birth times and stuff. But I just like really devoured that book. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's only one like person's interpretation of all this, but like it made so much sense to me, like my mom being an Aries and my dad's a cancer and like yeah. obviously it matters all their other placements too. But I was just, I just remember feeling like this wave of like acceptance come over oh. me for them for like one of the first times in my you're life. You're like, I needed this. Like, yeah, you're an Aries. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You're different. Like we're all different and yeah, th- like we can't help it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember when I... Because, you know, you can like flip open the paper and or magazine and read your horoscope. And oftentimes I was just like, this doesn't fucking feel right to Mm -hmm. me. Like I'm a Capricorn. Um, But when I talked to you and you started teaching me more about like all the different aspects of my chart, that's when I like realized, oh, like you kind of have to take all those horoscopes like with a grain 
yeah. of salt mm-hmm. because there's so many different things influencing like our sun or whatever. Yeah. Like there's so many different things influencing who we are in the chart. It's not exactly. just the sun sign that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously it matters where they're all placed in your chart too. Like you could be like our friend Justine, you could be a Leo. She has her Leo sun and moon, but she has Saturn like literally, I think it was like the degree next to her sun. Mm. So Saturn, when she was born, Saturn was like right next to the sun and it gives her that Capricorn feel to oh. a huge Capricorn flavor to her sun and moon. So yeah, that makes she's sense. never related to all like the Leo stuff. Can you, um, explain and I still want to get back to more of like your story Mm -hmm. um but can you explain just like the most important aspects of the chart just for like I mean like complete beginner Mm -hmm. because I still consider myself like a beginner but just like if the listeners want to go out and like look up their chart on what is it astro cafe or astrology what's the other one I always recommend cafeastrology.com for beginners the new chart on there because it gives you a little bit of a breakdown of information after it tells you your placements so that you're not just like okay I know my placements but I don't know anything that this means like that site at least gives you some info to go down and read but again I would very much warn everyone that that is like a computer generated thing and like that would not be the same as getting a reading from someone someone like you yeah (laughs) someone like me (laughs) someone like me (laughs) um so but if they go and pull up their chart right now what are some of the aspects of the chart that they could look at and then kind of dive into like google oh my moon in this or could you share that yeah so sun moon and rising are the three that i always recommend and like if you are a millennial that's heard anyone just talk about astrology and also the generation below us i can't remember what they're called but they seem to be really into it at least as what for as far as i can tell from social media yeah <laughs> um everyone is going to ask you those three okay. your sun your moon and your rising so yeah get so on board and you, your sun is virgo your moon is virgo and your rising is cancer okay and, and can you explain what those are Yeah, so your sun is kind of like this core essence of your personality. Some people say it's like your ego. Um, I feel like it's just like that, the kind of the brightest part of you that shines. And like, that's Mm -hmm. why people like really identify with it. Because it's like, it's also part of us that we like grow into more and more. Mm. Your sun is not necessarily always there from day one, but like, I mean, it is, but you don't maybe feel it or claim it as much until mm. you're like maybe in your teens or you're developing more of your personality apart from like your peers and okay. noticing how you're different. Yeah. Um. So it's just like this. Yeah. Just the core essence. Like, and obviously think about all these planets themselves or these luminary stars so the sun is like Mm. the brightest thing we have you know oh I love that it's the brightest part of you oh that's a really good way to remember it I always forget I'm like what does that one mean yeah (laughs) yeah and then the moon is like you know the very raw like primal instinctive part of you that you cannot control you can't put it on yeah it's how you react and it's um like involuntary it's almost like your subconscious like you're not yeah it's you're it not stores yeah they say the moon stores like your memories and your trauma and like it stores um just all the things that you're constantly absorbing and processing and so you can't control your reactions always and like I always like can you know how like when people get triggered by something and you can see it in their face really fast right. and then they cover it 
and try to go back to like a stoic. <laughs> They're like face. everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I always say that that is someone's moon that they just let out for a split second and then oh, they covered it. Interesting. Yeah, and it's just paying attention to what triggers you yeah. and how you react and are your emotions more explosive? Are they more like guarded? Like your right. moon sign is going to tell me some of that and. <laughs> Um, so it's, it rules our emotional nature for the most part. Okay. But it also plays into, yeah, just our instincts. Like some people say like the moon is like who we are when no one else is around. And so a lot of people like identify more with their moon okay. than even their sun sometimes. Cause right. they're like, yeah, that's, that's how I me. feel. That's the freaking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then there's the rising sign. And- yeah. And the rising is more like, so I always heard it as like the mask that we wear and like how people first see us and our first impression um and then like more recently one of my favorite astrologers has talked about like it's not a mask that we take on or put on and take off like it's always there it's just this persona that we have and Mm -hmm. so it might be more visible to other people at first at like in a party or like a situation where not everyone knows you they might see you as your rising sign oh interesting um and sometimes it's how we go into situations like that like our rising sign can tell us how we kind of feel out the world Mm. so like me having a cancer rising I'm it's a water sign it's very sensitive and intuitive and so I'm kind of always like feeling things out and like I will never go into a room of people I don't know and just take center stage like I will stay on the (laughs) sidelines and like feel everything out first and then when I'm comfortable then I'll talk you know right Um, so it can kind of like your rising sign can kind of tell you how you maneuver about the world and if Mm. you're more feeling oriented if you're more communication oriented or fiery and just take charge and right so can you tell me like what the most validating part of exploring your own chart has been for you um besides all the pieces that make up the whole that are all very validating to me it's always the north and south node (laughs) same yeah (laughs) so explain those two please so that is like supposed to be just like the most karmic part of your chart like if you believe in past lives and reincarnation but even if you don't it always applies i found um but they say like your north node is like this energy that you're supposed to step into more and more in this lifetime and learn how to embody and learn lessons around it. And, um, it's always the opposite sign of your South node and your South node is what you're familiar in. And you come in with like a PhD in that type of energy. So you don't even have to try. It's just like innate to who you are basically. Like they, you could say a South node is like another sun sign for you. It's a big chunk of your personality too. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about it at all. Um, so then it's like, you have that it's familiar Mm -hmm. um but if we stay operating from our south node and we're too imbalanced in that area and we don't know about our north node or try to step into that more and more then things tend to get stuck in our lives um the energy just doesn't flow as well our spirit isn't as happy oh yeah I know that's so you were the first person to ever even tell me about the north node and the south node I'm just now understanding my south node too because for some reason I was like really resistant to even look at it Mm -hmm. and it's probably because it's like more of like the undesiring like qualities about myself Mm -hmm. but like so now I look I'm I'm Leo is it a Leo south yeah Leo south node and Leos are great however it's like I think 
I can see in my life where I've been like striving for so much attention, like a really loud, obnoxious kind of way. And (laughs) I, the more I like lean away from that and kind of become a little more elusive in my own way. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeding more of my soul. I can feel that because it's like, yeah. Oh, because it actually wants this. It actually wants, because I have an Aquarius North node. It just wants to be like flowy and kind of hidden and like people Mm -hmm. don't really know what I'm doing and that's okay. Yeah. It's weird. It wants to just be free and do whatever feels right to you and live differently and like, you know, without thinking about how it'll be seen or if you'll get the attention you want. Right. And And that's the cool thing about knowing the North Node is like if we honor that energy and embody it and it's already in us is the thing. Like we just need to like take some walls down or just like know about it. Let it out. out. It's (laughs) already there. Um, It just tends to get kind of repressed or changed in some way or stifled in some way or shamed out of us even in our childhood so right um it's just knowing about it and it's like it just the north now just gives you permission to like be this badass part of yourself that you didn't know about or like this part that you like want but you didn't know if you can pull it off and so so let's talk about your north node (laughs) (laughs) and one more thing i wanted to say about the south because you said you know like the leo um, part that you didn't maybe want to look at because um, sometimes it's that part of it is like if you know it feels kind of imbalanced and you're because if we're imbalanced in our south node like we're usually displaying some of the unhealthier traits or like the needier traits or um, it can come off kind of desperate or just not natural mm-hmm. like we're kind of performing or um, people are like what's going on <laughs> yeah just kind of struggling in that energy and it's not as healthy but like all we have to do is reach to the north node and it or like it automatically balances our south node for us it's not like we have to put time into like dropping our south node and also our south node carries a lot of gifts oh. because we're so familiar in it from a past life like it does actually like we're actually really good at it and it right. serves us well we just need to like a balance south it's node. all about balancing it so yeah. the more we reach to the north node it'll naturally balance out the south node mm-hmm. so like in your case you're an aries north node and your south node is libra yes and my aries north node is in the 10th house which is like capricorn energy and my south node is in the fourth which is cancer energy oh my gosh it's and i live it it's like literally my life story. Yeah, absolutely. So like <laughs> right now you're kind of working at embodying more of that Aries in you. Mm-hmm. How has that been? So why don't you give a little bit of information of what like an Aries yeah. personality is? So Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So it's more pri- it's more like instinctive. It's almost like this eternal like toddler energy that's like, I want this or I want that. And it's like no shame. And about- I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Like no shame about its wants or needs. It's just mm. it has them. And it's like, yeah, I have them, yeah. you know, um, and it just wants to go after things. It wants to take action. It's ruled by Mars. So it's all about action and it can be very fiery and even like aggressive or right. sassy but get her assertive sassy. too yeah mm-hmm. um and you know sometimes in our culture they can say that aries energy could be selfish or or bitchy yeah <laughs> yeah but really it's so admirable and it's right. just knowing what it wants and taking action like what's wrong with that really right exactly <laughs> unless it's unbalanced but um then the Libra is the opposite sign. So it's more 
Um, it's ruled by Venus, which is like the planet of like love and relationships and beauty and like aesthetics. And it's like all about harmony. So if you have a Libra South node or if you have a lot of Libra in your chart, you're more diplomatic and you kind of want to check in with others first or cater to others first or, um, just go with the flow and not really care to put your own needs and wants first because you're just going for harmony you're prioritizing harmony above yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that totally shape like that usually comes into your life at an early age. So even if you don't believe in past lives, you could probably look to this, your early life in this life and see the energy playing out. Oh, interesting. So like maybe in a past life with a Libra South node, you were like a wife to someone important or right. it doesn't matter to who it was. You're just like very subservient yeah. and like taking care, like just being the nurturer. And, yeah. Right. You're being passive behind the scenes, mm-hmm. just putting yourself second, you know, and, um, and being, just serving the situation always and trying to balance things mm-hmm. and just like check in with everyone and just just people pleasing. Right. As like that's my PhD is people pleasing. <laughs> PhD in <and> people pleasing. <laughs> At my young age. Yeah. So that played out early in my life. I was the third born and um, my parents both have like a lot of stuff that they haven't healed from their childhood. So like it would whenever especially when they're stressed like they're amazing people I love them so much but when they are stressed out they have a hard time with their moods with communication they don't know how to like really work through things and resolve things calmly or rationally it's like oh they go into like that primal like reactive mode and right it just can get kind of ugly and scary and like so my environment was kind of unpredictable and I would like to basically just be tiptoeing around and always feeling out everyone else's moods. And um, so I really didn't think I even had an identity when I figured out all of this stuff. I was like, well, wait, what do I want or what do I need? Because I don't think I ever followed that or explored that. No, because you were too worried about like keeping the peace at the house that you weren't even thinking about what you needed. Yeah. And then I had all these different experiences growing up where like, I played sports. I played three sports and um, I was decent at them to where my parents didn't want me to quit, even though I wanted to quit a few times. And like and then, of course, I had school. So it's like my full time job was school and sports. And I never explored anything out outside of those. It was all just kind of like it felt so prescribed my life until I was 18. Um, And also I had this weird thing with like my school district lines where when I went to middle school, all my friends from elementary went to a different middle school than me. And then the same thing happened when I went to high school. Like I lost all my friends to a different high school and like mm-hmm. something with like where I lived and the boundaries, I had to like start over at every school and I was always the new kid. Oh. And I see that playing into my Libra South Node so well because at each school, it took me some time, but I was able to make friends and get in with like the group that I thought was cool or that I admired. Right. And um, I feel like I even in those circumstances I don't know if I was being myself um completely because I was always measuring and feeling out everyone else and just it felt calculated at times and not super authentic but I also didn't know who the fuck I was to be yeah that authentic and I have so many Libras in my life you know my husband my stepdaughter Mm -hmm. my grandma my cousin like so many Libras and I know that um kind of like I don't I don't know if this is accurate, but I sense kind of like this chameleon kind of energy. And it's like, I'm going to be what 
this person wants me to be right now like that when it's an unhealthy unbalanced yeah Libra like it can be that in a big way definitely they can be shapeshifters like that and just it's just trying to like again bring balance bring peace like yeah some Libras I mean honestly like you can also think of examples like Eminem the rapper or um, Simon Cowell (laughs) where like there's Libras out there that aren't into bringing peace, but they are ba- still trying to balance the situation that they're in. Right. Um, like if they see the world as being too fake, then they're going to be really fucking honest and they don't care yeah. what that looks like. Um, so it's just like you have to think about their perception of things and how they feel like they're bringing a balance. But and also obviously you have to know their moon sign or whatever else. But right. Just Yeah. Making it clear that Libras aren't always like these people pleasy, soft, no. like meek folks or anything. No. But they can be very like badass too. Right. It just depends on the whole chart and Yeah. But as a South Node, that's the the that's how the imbalance tends to show is oh. in the the over prioritizing others about yeah. self. So um listeners should probably look up Sun, Moon, Rising, North Node and South Node, and they will get a lot of information. Yeah. Or just go to your website to sign up for a reading with you because you go in depth. You have multiple different, you have different types of readings that you do. Yeah. You have, can you talk about those? Yeah. And I'm also recording like North Node, um, just like little snippets of North Nodes, like all of them. So that like when you go to my website and put in your email, I'll send you what your North Node example is. Just so you get like a preview. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm actually probably going to be like, hashing out different like a different menu of services for my readings coming up in the next couple weeks just to like make them more specific to Mm. maybe if you have career questions only or if you have just relationship stuff that you want to look at or be awesome just like yeah depending on maybe what's going on in your life right now or what questions you have um but I also right now I offer like a 90 minute session that's like a deep dive into your whole chart Mm. um and those 10 have been running long which is like good and also why I think I'm gonna change my services because I don't want to like you don't don't want people to be like exhausted yeah by the end (laughs) it's like give them a a piece of pie yeah not the whole pie yeah and then they can get another piece of pie another time exactly so it can like integrate a little bit (laughs) and digest (laughs) yeah and I was just so like new at readings and so excited and I just wanted to tell everyone like everything everything I'm like oh my god listen you're like honey (laughs) let me show you about your life (laughs) and I'm also into numerology and a little bit into human design so once I like everything that I learned about I like can't help but like research and so right I also know all these little tidbits of other things and I always keep I just can't help myself I like I include it all That's and then so fun I'm like do, do these people even care about numerology or human design do they think I'm fucking crazy <laughs> right like, but I also feel the need to tell them because I'm like this could help you yeah and it's fun thinking of like down the line coming up I mean expanding even into that like human design like you could get a little package and you're going to learn about your human design you're going to learn about your north node and I don't know that could be kind of a fun thing it could to do we'll see how it goes um but it is it also helps me always just to look it up because it like without a fail like every time I do someone's life path number in numerology or look at their pinnacles like their year groupings for their life or um, anything with their human design like it just very much connects to astrology like right. every system like this is so connected it's insane so yeah. 
it just helps me too when I interpret their chart. Oh. That I'm like, oh yeah, confirmation, like I'm on track or yeah. Yeah. So um, let's back up just a couple years ago. So you have you've gone through a lot of transition yeah. in the last couple of years, and can you kind of share yeah. where you're at with that? Yeah, and this kind of fits in with like that whole life feeling so prescribed thing. Like I don't feel like I started consciously making choices until close to I don't know, like twenty eight, <laughs> maybe twenty five. You're like like five minutes ago. Like around like my early to late twenties, I knew I was unhappy. Yeah, or I knew like something's needed to change, but I didn't know like what to do right um and so yeah like really my Saturn return was when everything became more clear and I had to start getting really real with myself and your Saturn return is when you are like 27 ish mostly 28 to 30 years old it's just when Saturn returns to the place in your chart that it was when you were born because it takes Saturn like 28 years to go around the whole zodiac um, and Saturn is like this taskmaster, like kind of a drill sergeant planet, um, but ma- mainly just a teacher. He's just like a very wise teacher and he doesn't like give it to you easy usually. No. He's here to like teach you all your hardest lessons yeah. that need to be learned. Yeah. And that's another thing with like knowing about astrology and like being more tapped into this stuff is it's so much like it just helps you to know like right. instead of just feeling like you're going through so much shit mm-hmm. me knowing that it was my Saturn return I was like well at least it's for a reason it's helping me I'm <laughs> learning things like yeah. it'll set me up for like the next however many years another 30 years till he comes back around again but like <laughs> a lot of people don't know and like I feel like they don't get the lessons and then right like, stuff remains stagnant in their lives yeah um but anyway I had a major breakup uh in 20 like the very beginning of 2017 I was 29 and it was someone I thought I was gonna marry it felt so serious and so right and and so when that ended like I didn't I totally like lost trust in myself and my choices and like just feeling so sure about something and then it blowing up I was like okay never mind I don't know anything yeah I can't trust myself or yeah And it was right at the same time that I was finishing grad school to be a teacher and my first job was a nightmare and I quit it the first week of school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't talk about it a lot because (laughs) (laughs) it was was, like traumatizing. I've never quit a job before. Yeah. And especially like that that way. Yeah. Like I literally like I saw both of my days of classes like because I had different classes on like a two-day thing yeah. and I like met them all saw them all and even gave like homework for like a getting to know you assignment and, then you were and like, I never you came not- back. <laughs> oh no what grade were you teaching what was that it was um a mixture because I was teaching ESL um I guess that's the main acronym people know but teaching English to language English language learners um and that was a mixture of grades from uh, freshmen to seniors in high school and then the other class was a freshman English group and I they were the f- 
cutest fucking kids. Oh, I remember like several of their faces still. And I remember them looking at me like when I was talking about myself the first day and I even mentioned astrology to them. And like this girl came up to me after class and she was like, I'm like a Libra. And like she was like telling me about her. She was all connected. Yeah. And like I (laughs) remember being like, you guys are so freaking cute. And like those are the people I thought about when I didn't go back. I was just like, God damn it. But it was a nightmare situation. It really was like I um, know that for a fact in my heart my mind body and soul and yeah it wasn't a good place for no, you like and I had so much confirmation when I left too like everyone like so many teachers well we're like the you three did the right main, thing yeah the three <laughs> main like that knew that job yeah um were like good for you like prioritizing your mental health you know and right. I was like okay great um anyways quit that job was straight out of grad school and not knowing what I wanted to do if I wanted to get another teaching job, like I just felt so lost and like yeah. I didn't know anything that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I want to be a teacher, even though I just did this grad program. Um, I had my relationship just ended. I was living with him. So I moved back in with my parents, my dog, Gary, the beagle had um, he was limping on his back legs and we had just adopted him like six months before and his limping had just gotten progressively worse. Mm. And like the week that I broke up with my boyfriend, um, his, we had his like, um, consultation with a vet surgeon. And so, um, he got surgery on both of his back legs for like luxating patellas and torn ACLs. And I spent like $8,000 on his surgery and like, (laughs) So, like, just all these things right at the same time, and I was just, like... Kind of, like, a rock bottom, maybe. Yeah, definitely a rock bottom. (laughs) Yeah, and you moved home. (laughs) Yes, and moving home was probably the hardest thing for me of all of it, because I was just, like, I'm back. Back home. (laughs) Back home. Here we are again. (laughs) I tried to go out in the world, and, like, I can't do it. It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't. I can have what it takes yeah. to make it in the real world. So here I am. I know. Hey, Mom and Dad. It can feel like such a defeat. I oh know. Oh, my God. That I did it, too. Was, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and that's been the biggest lesson for me. I mean, I've been there for two years. I'm just about to move out. Yeah. And I've been there for two years just feeling like, well, I I would say for the first year that I was there, I was just recovering from all of that like the shock of all these big changes and just the shock of like, who the fuck am I? Right. And never mind about mm-hmm. everything. And um, so it took me about a year to just like feel a little bit normal again. And, but then it was just like all that loser feeling right. was so pervasive for me. I just felt like such a loser. Like you couldn't tell anyone about who you were at that yeah, time. Yeah, like, like everywhere I went, I had to think like, who's going to be there? What are they going to ask oh, me? Oh, that's like, the worst feeling. And of course they always asked me because I was They're like, what are that- you doing, honey? <laughs> yeah, because I was carrying that energy of like, please don't ask me. So they're and, like, like, what are you doing? It. And like, yeah, <laughs> it would always come up and like in front of like a group of people, I would just like blush and be like, yeah. And I suck at lying and I would mostly always tell the truth. And so. Or maybe like sugarcoat it a little. You're like, but I'm just there for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, I would always, <laughs> I would though. I would give like qualifiers too. I'd right. be like, well, my dog had surgery or like, yeah. you know, I just had this breakup. And I mean, I think it's okay. You know, I was just trying to give like yeah. my circumstances because I didn't right. want people to think that I like was a loser. I know. And so I just felt like I had to like tell them 
every reason why. I know. So that they wouldn't think that. <laughs> and it so since I've met you, we met roughly six, four, five months ago, four or five months ago. Yeah, it was in April. Yeah, so. we met at the Find Your Creative Retreat on the Oregon That's coast. so weird. I know. It feels like it's been Seven, a few years. 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> a lot's happened in the last few months. Um, but I feel like it was kind of in that moment that you went to this place of like, well, what if I just, what if I, what if I was a loser? Like, what if everyone just saw me as a loser? And then kind of coming to that place of like, and I'm still okay. Yeah. You know? And so I've, I felt really honored to like, meet you at the time that I met you and just see you owning your story Mm -hmm. and being like but this is where I'm at this isn't who I am but this is something this is where I am physically where my body is at Mm -hmm. and it's okay it took me so long to get there and I'm still not there I still have it come up all the time yeah um but the only thing that's helped is telling people about it like that's the only thing and um, seeing that people don't judge me and even if they do like just knowing yeah. that that's not my person you know no. um but yeah like that I think I started writing about it just on my Instagram a little bit here and there or yeah. I started like this little blog to get like my astrology stuff going and then that was in like February of this year and then like two months later I went to that retreat and just like things have just been unfolding in such a better way because I'm just owning who I am and owning I'm, who you are yeah even though it feels so raw still right I I don't know if it was like at the retreat that I told you this but and this is not something I came up with I don't know where I heard it but just this idea and now I call it a knowing that like the opposite is the medicine. Mm -hmm. And so like it was in like in those moments in your case of where you feel uncomfortable, like maybe you should just kind of hide the fact that you're like living at home with your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, If it feels constricting and scary, then you should probably lean in and talk about it. And and every time you do it, it's been better and you've met so many more people. Yeah. The first time I heard you say that at the retreat, I'm like, well, Okay, she knows what she's talking about (laughs) because that is what astrology is, too. Like, that's all I see in charts is the opposite is the medicine. Like, we're all imbalanced in some way. Oh, and like what you just said, like kind of the more we leave like the comfort of our south node Mm -hmm. and lean into the opposite, which is the north node, the better our life feels. And it happens everywhere in the chart, too, because even our moon sign, even with our moon, we can feel kind of imbalanced and... Um, that's all astrology is really is just there's 12 signs and there's the planets that correspond with them and they're all they all have like this archetype that fits them and so it's all just knowing the polarities between Mm -hmm. each sign because every sign has an opposite and so that's like it comes up all the time where I'm even just in conversation I'm like I can tell like what side or like what sign someone might be strong in but like lacking the opposite and it's not like Right. The goal is to be so fucking balanced, but it just serves as a, a guide. Yeah. You know, and right now, c- kind of going back to like North Node again, because it's my favorite. Um, you're leaning more into your Aries, which what does that look like for you? I mean, how about business wise, like kind of speaking about your astrology? Like, I know that was scary. Has that been a, kind of like a representation of you stepping into your Aries? 
Definitely. It's just doing what I want to do Mm -hmm. without worrying what people are going to think or how it might come off or any of that. The best times that I've like I felt so much more open because I've just um, like the best like posts or whatever that I've written have always been more um, spur of the moment feeling and just like I just write it really fast because I'm not thinking about what anyone's going to think of it and then I get really scared when I post it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is like the ballsiness of an Aries. It's just being afraid and still doing it and like yeah. conquering fear and just being like courageous. Mm-hmm. But then also my house, my, like the North and South node, where are my houses? Mm-hmm. Um, the 10th house is my North node. That's career. That's like oh the top of the God. chart, like being out there, like putting yourself out there to be seen, stepping right. into work and like being like responsible for yourself and like being an adult <laughs> like <laughs> literally like growing up and like working really You're hard like, but I don't want to <laughs> yeah and the south node my south node's in the fourth house which is like home and family and like literally I've been stuck in literally like my home like yeah. my childhood home I literally. was there for the last two years and I'm like holy shit like your north and south node are real like they re- they can play out that literally That's sometimes crazy. and sometimes it's more just the um like metaphor of it too like the the fourth house is also about like our psychology and our ancestors and just everything at the base of the chart for like that makes us who we are it's like our foundation so another thing with that is um getting too wrapped up in emotion Mm -hmm. because this uh the fourth house is ruled by cancer and I also have that as my rising sign so I've seen that with me like I get too like stuck in the muck of my emotions and I'm too hard on myself and I'm too like scared and it makes me hide it makes me hide at home I can be such a homebody I can hermit up yeah yeah and like that is what I would have done if I didn't have any people in my life that help me get out and about I would have I would have become like a total hermit in the woods a total hermit in Beaverton totally (laughs) and I know yeah it could even be as much as like getting up taking a shower and like going out into the world would be good for my north node whereas like my south node could like stay in sweatpants all day and uh just go to like one coffee shop i'm familiar with because they've always seen me in my pajamas and then go home and like binge watch shit well maybe sunday is for your south node i have a phd in that life Yeah, I think we'll reserve Sunday as like the day to just be in our like south node and just for you, it would just be sweatpants and just chilling at home and being a cozy ass stinky girl. Yeah, you don't have to completely drop it. (laughs) Yeah. Are you excited? Are you excited about um, your business and everything that's happening and moving out? Um, Yeah. What does that feel like? I'm so excited and I'm also scared. Like it's just (laughs) all of these changes are happening yeah at the same time kind of and so much change yeah and it's a lot at once and um yeah it just brings up a lot and it feels a little bit overwhelming and it's just one of those things I have to take I also have like anxiety issues so I just have to take things a day at a time and and keep that's where I have a hard time too is like Mm -hmm. making plans or like thinking future it it, I think it would benefit me to do that more to like create more structure and have more of a strategy and like like a game plan I guess but it also I like resist doing that because and then I blame it on like oh I just want to flow with life I just want to live intuitively it's also avoidance yeah yeah avoidance of 
just making a plan being like well I'm moving out next month it's like whoa I don't want to but I do yeah I get it I'm excited for you it's so fun um this is kind of creepy baby to grow up (laughs) yeah well that's what I'm about to talk about so um when I met Courtney um Jess and I she's my business partner we lead uh destination-based uh women's retreats all over the Pacific Northwest and we were on the coast and it was like maybe day two of the retreat and my other best friend uh Lauren she gave birth to her baby and so you know I see this baby now four months old and I always think of Courtney (laughs) because I met her like the same day that this little baby that I love was born so like the chubbier and cuter and juicier that Brighton gets. I'm like, it's you, Courtney. <laughs> it's how, cause it's amazing. You know, yeah. we, we, we do as cheesy as it sounds like different times in our life, we are reborn and we're yeah. starting over and we have to nourish ourselves and oh do uncomfortable things like learning how to talk and, and walk. it takes time. Yeah. We cannot rush it. rush it. We can't force it. We can't wish it was going faster. Like, yeah, like we can, but one of the more we do that, we feel that suffering feeling sure. of just attachment to like a certain outcome right? or attachment to, or like wanting something that's not what it is right now. Yeah. That's the main thing that my Saturn return taught me is I cannot, um, always want something that is not just like this moment. Right. And I really had a hard time just accepting where I was at the present moment and just soaking it up and like that's the main thing I've learned and I still kind of forget to do it sometimes but that has helped me so much and it's helped my anxiety so much Mm. and just my whole life quality of life is like 10 times better because I know how to be more present now and just look around and be like wow this world is actually really beautiful and like I can just relax and like take a deep breath and like look at a tree oh you know (laughs) yeah it's true it makes me emotional because it's true it's like life actually is so beautiful would that be your your advice to anyone like going through rock bottom and feeling fucking insane and dumb yeah loserish like to just find presence find acceptance for where you are right now really like just find the little things like just the small stuff that you like like treat yourself get a latte like do cozy go to somewhere you like like we talked about with Cheryl Strayed putting yourself in the way of beauty like do that like go places that you think are beautiful and like just try to remember that there's a lot of beauty in the world and and a lot of beautiful people yeah Mm, I love that thank you um we actually did get a question we have a listen we have a listen we have a listener question um I'm excited to share it And I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So you ready? Yeah. Okay. So this was an astrology question that I thought was really good. When you look at a birth chart and explore the depth of influence the position of planets has at the moment of someone's birth, that life feels so predetermined. How do you explain or describe the balance between free will and destiny? damn fuck dude mic drop goosebumps <laughs> what is please answer i mean yeah. if you know i i think of that a lot too i swear that wasn't my question <laughs> i'm like what does she have to say but like how does that work because i believe in co-creating with the universe does how does how does that work if like when we're born it's all predetermined in there do you do you know do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you know, honey? <laughs> Tell me everything about astrology. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I love it. Um. So 
yeah the what did she say at the end between destiny and um he or he said, sorry great question um, by the way whoever you are how do you explain or describe the balance between free will mm, and free destiny will. yeah so free will if there wasn't if i didn't believe in free will i would not like astrology yeah i wouldn't um I've had astrology readings that scared the shit out of me in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've left them crying. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, stop it. No. I've had a lot of readings, and I think, because I was so into it and so interested. And, right. Um, I know what it's like to go to an astrologer and, and feel lost and uh, completely, yeah, completely lost, completely scared, and, like, having a hard time with the unknown and where I'm going and what I want. And right. then I go to someone cause I want them to tell me what to do or yeah. give me something. Like right. I just want someone to tell me the answers. Give and, me the answers. Cause I don't know them or you yeah. think you don't know them. Yeah. And the best people have always just helped me see, um, or like feel out like my strengths or, um, like point, like give things that like are very, very validating about my personality and like maybe give me an idea of like the season of my life right now and like some of the transits that are going on, but they don't tell me like what's going to happen or right. what I need to do. I had an astrologer tell me to break up uh, like that my relationship wasn't going to work. And this was like my, my early 20s, mid 20s. I mean, right. You're like, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> chances of that are pretty good at that age, um, especially if you're me. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, to me, she had no right to do that. Like, no. I think that's fucked up if you tell someone what to do. It's like going to a therapist and them telling you within five minutes that you're a sex addict. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. That didn't happen. Oh, it actually happened. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't do, do that. that. You cannot do that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dead. You're taking away someone's agency and yes. their ability to navigate their life and learn how to trust themselves. And I didn't. It took me a long time to learn that. Right. So the type of astrology that I'm into and all the astrologers that I look up to very much believe in free will. And like this is what a lot of the thing about astrology is about is it's up for interpretation. It's all Mm -hmm. symbolism and archetypes. So really, we're just doing our best interpreting things, but we don't know what's going to happen. And I mean, I think only you do if maybe you also have a little bit of a intuitive like psychic gift, psychic gift of seeing things. But even then, those some of the best psychics I've seen or like listened to on podcasts or whatever, they always say things change. Like I could have seen that for you two months ago, but you have uh, free will. Well, even like stuff we've done because we've done some work with the pendulum, like asking questions to our yeah. higher self. It's like that can change too. Like yeah. I was asking like three years out, I'm like, am I gonna have a baby? You know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, because I could. But I mean, you know, it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah, it can always change, and like that's the kind of astrology I'm into, and that the kind that I practice is, I want people to feel empowered I don't want anyone to leave feeling doomed or like they have to make this big choice because I told them it was good like I want to give people what I can interpret but I'm not going to tell you what you need to do or what's going to happen to you because I don't know like you like we all have to do that on our own right because you know we want someone else to tell us so that we we can blame them later that's what I found out for myself was like well, I'm not responsible for this decision because yeah. someone told me and like, uh, you know, I totally gave my power away. <laughs> yeah, um, that makes so yeah, much sense. I see it as we have 
choice. Like we can be self-aware. We can change. We can even if a change is really hard for us and it takes us like 20 attempts at figuring it out, we can get there. I always think we can get there. So definitely. um, I don't think anything is predetermined. The things that I like about like the North Node and stuff like that kind of plays more into destiny of like it kind of gives your soul and like your, your personality like this compass for this life of where you might have some imbalances but if you don't relate to your North Node at all, like, then you don't relate to it, you right. know? Yeah. Most people, I haven't found anyone that doesn't at all, but, like, um, you just take what, what applies and just work with it as best you can. Because like, that's working with your intuition. Exactly. And I think yeah. it's just, a astrology is just a tool for getting to know yourself better, for validation, for growth, but it's, I don't think it's supposed to tell you what's predetermined right because i don't think it knows and mm. literally that's what astrology like the planets are always moving everything's always <laughs> everything's changing. always changing and moving it's nature oh i love that that's such a good answer that answered it for me too because i was kind of curious i'm like well how does free will like fit into that um yeah. so where can people connect with you so my instagram is courtney blair s so it's courtney c-o-u-r-t-n-e-y b-l-a-i-r S. And we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. And then my website is CourtneySantoro.com. And to book a session with you, they just click yeah. over to session or... Yeah, there's a sessions tab on my website. And then um, there's like a little acuity scheduling thing where you can Yay. actually pick a appointment time. And then uh, I'll send you a little form to fill out and ask you some questions, especially if I don't know you at all. Um, cause it's just a way of like getting a feel for where you're at and like what you're looking for in a reading. And yeah, Yeah. I promise I will not scare you. (laughs) She will not scare the shit out of you. I don't do gloom and doom. No, she's the best. And I'm not just saying that cause she's like two feet from me, (laughs) but it's working with her has been like really, really lovely. Um, but thank you so much for being thank here. You. Um, so I want to have you come on again and we'll go more in depth in charts. And then yeah. I also want to talk to you when you're in your new place. So oh we can God, just kind of yeah. let everyone know where you're at and how you're doing. Yeah. Love you. Um, as I'm born more and more. It's crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Going out in the world. I'll, yeah. I'll report back. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Isn't Courtney great, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to that conversation. I left that feeling just really connected and cozy and excited about astrology, even more so. I'm already such an astrology geek, but that just made me really pumped. Um, Courtney is offering Mudlark listeners 10% off any reading of hers. So when you go over to her website, which I linked in the show notes, when you go to purchase your reading with her, just send her an email. Let her know that you listened to the episode and she will adjust the price for you. So thank you so much for doing that, Courtney. Also, you guys, please don't forget to rate and review the show. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Um, The most important is the rate and review. Obviously, the subscribe, because then you'll know when the shows come out every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, But the rate and review is what's going to help the show get heard by more folks who could possibly really benefit from the topics we're talking about here at Mudlark. So please do that Um, when you do send me a screenshot and I'm going to send you free access into a three-day course that I'm developing. What the heck? That's like a really, really freaking good deal. You get to try it out before anyone else in the world. So 
do that screenshot and send it my way and I will send the course over to you within 24 hours. I'm so excited. Love you guys. I will see you soon. Bye.